the weather is getting colder, football season is in full swing, and you know what? That means cuffing season is on the way. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. It's your boy, Sherman, and joined by, of course, Obed, as always, here on What's the Word Entertainment. If you don't know by now, check us out always on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, as well as on Spotify. Uh, what's going on with you, man? It's good to have you back here. Uh, back is the incredible. Doing my best to uh, stay alive in these streets. Yeah, man, I feel you on that one. Now, dude, we got so much to talk about today. Let's just get right into it. Um, some sidebar news for all you golf fans out there. Uh, there's going to be another big matchup uh, coming out in, I think, what, November 27th. Um, we got a little matchup. Last year, we had Tiger Woods, Phil Mickelson, uh, Tom Brady, and Peyton Manning going at it. This year, it's switching up a little bit different. Uh, we got Peyton Manning joining up, t- joining teaming up with uh, Steph Curry of course, of the Golden State Warriors, and Phil Mickelson joining joining forces with former uh, NBA great and Hall of Famer Charles Barkley. I don't know about y'all, if you've ever seen Charles Barkley swing a golf club before, but the dude looks like when you're playing uh, PlayStation or Xbox online, the game glitches and it just jumps to another screen. That's what his swing looks like, folks, okay? So I don't know what's going on here. I think it's the setup of all setups. I mean, I, you know, I've seen Steph Curry play golf uh, as well as Peyton Manning. Those two can actually play. I feel bad for, uh, for Phil Mickelson. He doesn't deserve this. Pretty sure he won last year with, uh, pretty sure he won last year with Peyton. Uh, so, you know, maybe they're trying to handicap him, but le- less to say, uh, Barkley is going to be fun to watch. Yeah. I think he, Phil was with Tom last year. You know, what? I think Peyton and Tiger won last year. You know oh, what? okay. There's well, okay, well, there well, well. We'll get the uh, we'll get the guys in the in the back to look that up. Look that up for us. Don't worry. <laughs> Fact, right? I'm sure that they know we have a huge budget, so we actually pay these guys to check our stats. <laughs> yep, that's right. Let's move along here. Um, in other baseball news, dude, shame on us for not talking about baseball enough here on What's the Word Entertainment. But the World Series has started. Tampa, Tampa at LA, LA back in another championship. Of course, obviously the Lakers just won the NBA championship. Now the Dodgers are back are in it once again. Um, LA's leading one nothing after the game one last night. Dude, I'm going to say LA does take it home for the Dodgers. I think LA just has too much firepower on that squad. I mean, Tampa's got a good squad here. You know what I mean? Obviously, led by leadoff, uh, leadoff hitter Randy uh, Azarano. Uh, excuse me, uh, Arozarena. <laughs> He's leading the team in batting average, home, uh, home runs, as well as on-base percentage. But, man, the Dodgers just too strong all across the board. Pitching-wise, obviously, you got Kershaw and uh, Walker, Walker Bueller, but Mookie Betts, uh, Cody Bellinger, Justin Turner, the list goes on. So I'm picking the Dodgers to win this one outright. Yeah, I got to back you up on that one. I mean, Mookie Betts, you know, it, I, I just – you get on Twitter and you see all of the uh, – the Red Sox fans just lamenting the fact that they let their best player walk away. Uh, and shout out to all the Patriots fans who I know are feeling the same exact thing about watching one of the best players in the league playing with another team. Uh, but Mad about hey, it? a little bit, a little bit, a little <laughs> tight up about it. Uh, you know, um, but much respect to Mookie Betts. My man, if there's one thing I'm a bet on Mookie Betts for is he is going to steal the first base in the World Series and earn all of us free tacos from Taco Bell. So make sure you're there October 20th to pick up your, pressure, your, your free taco. And uh, make shout- sure and make sure your bathroom was ready for you afterwards. Hashtag just saying. <laughs> you won't need a colonic. You just need that Crunchyroll Supreme. <laughs> Got him. Uh, let's go. Let's move it along, sir. Get into some a uh, little bit of NBA news here. Um, the Clippers just have gotten a new coach after firing Doc Rivers, of course. Tyron Lue will be the next coach of the LA Clippers, signing a believe it was a five-year deal to let. Uh, he- yep, to head them up, of course. Obviously, with Kawhi and PG, that team is looking 
still, still be strong, come back better than ever, especially better than last year, getting outed by the uh, Denver Nuggets. But, man, I'm thinking if Tyloo is the right man, I think I was – saying that I thought Jason Kidd would take the job. I think it was a new, actually, said who, who was first choice. I think he said it would be Ty Lue. Um, I'm wondering, can they get past the Lakers with Ty Lue as the coach and whether or not they need an, another all-star really to help them out? And, you know, I don't know. The answer is, I think, I don't, well, actually, let me say this. I don't think they'll get past the Lakers. I just don't, I don't think they need just another all-star. I think they need a couple more pieces to get back, get, get past the Lakers. But as of right now, the team, with the way the team's built, I don't, I still think the premier team in LA is the LeBron and AD led Los Angeles Lakers. Yeah. I mean, I, it's, it's tough for me to think that Tyron Lue is going to come in here uh, against his former players who are on another team who know him very well. Uh, and I know that he knows them being their coach specifically in LeBron uh, I'm speaking about here. Um, but you know, I don't think he's going to throw anything that they haven't seen. Um, really the Clippers just lack the edge. I mean, from their set game seven debacle, uh, to be considered a threat. It has nothing to do with coaching. It has everything to do with the fact that they just went out there and played a terrible game, really played a terrible series. Um, mm -hmm. Really, you know, you look back at, in history and not too far ago, the West belonged to the Warriors before they just got injury riddled all the way down to the end, you know, with uh, Clay Thompson tearing his ACL in the actual uh, finals, finals, game right. six. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, I mean, if there's anyone to be concerned about challenging uh, L.A. and the only team coming out of L.A. is going to be the Lakers, it's probably going to be the Warriors. Uh, that's where I would put my money. Uh, that team is ready to be retooled, come back out here, show them what they got. I mean, but I, no, I don't think there is a team out here hitting buckets like the Splash Brothers were. And if they can get back to like even, you know, a quarter, maybe half of what they were before, they'll still be able to contend with LeBron. Yeah, you know, and just looking at the some of the top free agents that will be coming up uh, this next season, you know, maybe perhaps Raptors guard Fred Van Vliet, you know, who's an unrestricted free agent. DeMar DeRozan has a player option the next year. Um, so it's kind of you know, like wondering, like, kind of who's who of really – well, who, who are they really going to get to kind of fill that void and help them get past the Lakers? Or even, as you said, the Warriors, maybe – Goran Dragic, who will be an unrestricted free agent. So I'm not really sure who's, who can they really get that to help them out. I, feel, I still think, even though you're saying the Warriors will bet, I'm still going to go with it's going to be the Lakers no matter what, because LeBron and AD are just going to be, I think, too much for the Warriors to handle at once. I want to, I want to see him on a full game season. You know, I want to see that they, they did, you know, I'm sure everyone's heard the cakewalk at this time playing for his Mickey Mouse rings, which mm. might be just disrespectful and discredited to him, but I did just say it on national air. So here it is. It's out there. Mm, um, <laughs> right. That backhandedness is always great. <laughs> officer down, officer down. Um, pew, pew, pew. Right. <laughs> With the pea shooters. Uh, but no, I'm, I, I, I do believe that um, there has to be something said about the fact that the Lakers, you know, really gave it to most of their competition through the course of this. And you'd have to see a pretty rocking team to come out and get them. There's been reports of uh, them wanting to go after Gianna Santacupo. There's reports uh, of them, you know, trying to go after Derek Rose. I mean, I don't know what this mm -hmm. means for uh, Rajon Rondo. If He's not going to be coming back. Yeah, right. I'm sure that J.R. Smith has no problem riding the pine to another championship. Uh, sure. you know, not at so, all. As long, exactly. as, he gets, as long as he can take his shirt off, he's good. Yeah, take his shirt off and get his Hennessy. That's all that matters. That's all. Um, <laughs> yep. But yeah, no, I, 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 I would, I can see where you're coming from. I just, I, if I see the same Warriors team back there uh, that was in the past, I think they have a chance to at least compete. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to say the least. Of course. 
Uh, let's move it along. College football. This weekend it marks the return of the Big Ten, um, with the key matchup being number 18, Michigan, at number 21, Minnesota. You know, college football to me just does not feel the same this year, being with the teams of, are kind of all over the place, as we know, of course. Um, you know, the Big Ten coming in late, the Pac-12 coming in, uh, in in November, you know, the kind of off again, the rescheduling. It's just not – to me, it's not, it doesn't feel the same. Is it really worth watching? I think the level of competition is a little off, you know, and especially the fact that when it comes down to the college football playoff, I don't know how it's really going to work and how it's really going to be as fair or quote unquote as fair as normal, because to me, I still don't think the college football playoff with just the four teams is as fair, but you know, how can a team who's only playing, let's say seven games be considered over a team who's playing 10 games, you know, who let's say the team who's playing 10 games goes nine, nine and one. And the team who's playing seven games goes seven and oh, like, who who gets in there, you know, just because they're undefeated, but you didn't play as many games. So I don't know. I don't know what's your take on college football this year, Obed, you know, and really, do you think it's really, it doesn't feel the same to you? It doesn't really feel the same to me, honestly, uh, Sherman. I mean, the, the, the matchups haven't been great out the gate. You know, even some of the big premier matchups, you think of the LSU Florida game this past weekend being canceled uh, because of a uh, COVID outbreak at, <laughs> where the uh, University of Florida coach wanted to have a full 90,000 st- students, uh, fans inside <laughs> of the swamp, and they got shut down because they had a COVID outbreak. Shock. He got, he got COVID himself, didn't he, right? Yeah, he did. He did get COVID himself. <laughs> I mean, it's just, re- and, you know, and they, with the, 21 players getting COVID him being uh, uh, along with that as part of, I don't know who else on the staff, but you know, it's just, it's just not the same. Those, those, maybe not those rivalry matches that you're looking to, but those uh, big, those offhand matchups on the weekend that you might love to see that just are not going to happen and probably shouldn't so that you can keep this thing at bay. Uh, you know, it's like, Hey, you, but again, this is me not saying that they shouldn't have football at all. I just wish that they would have planned better because they had the entire year. The New York Post reported that 275 million in ticket sales were going to be lost and about a billion in lost total loss revenue from all of the teams in the Big Ten alone. You know, and uh, I imagine they'll be a lot of dough. That's a lot, whole lot of dough. You can some, somebody make a couple break uh, bread baskets there. Uh, I imagine they'll be far safer and more serious about it when the, than the southern teams have been. You know what I mean? Because this is northern areas. But uh, you look at Wisconsin, which is a literal hot zone right now, uh, and those small towns need that money. It, it's it's not so much about because you know not every place in America has NFL big name football uh, where they've built a stadium around it, have nightlife around it. A lot of them, it is based on what that college atmosphere, college town living does. I don't know what Happy Valley would be like if Penn State wasn't there. I don't know what uh, um, where's uh, University of Tennessee, I believe is in Nashville. I don't know what Nashville Knoxville, would be like without Knoxville. Yeah. I don't know what Knoxville would be like without Tennessee, University of Tennessee, you know? You kind of said it, yeah, look, look at Penn State, for example. Yeah, I mean, without those, you know, 100,000 people at that stadium, you know, that, that state college is definitely, surely not bringing in the revenue that they normally would from the bars, the hotels, the restaurants, whatever the case may be is, you know, these schools, as we, as we've talked about before, uh, just, they rely on that income, you know, that revenue from football sales to support the other sports. So I think we just talked about it like it was last, last week, you know, or week before that, uh, she, they, they, they need to, um, they need that money to help, you know, Penn State football pays for basketball, 
swimming, lacrosse, or whatever the case is. So, you know, it's, and then there's no way the NCAA was going to not have football when they already didn't have the basketball, the NCAA basketball tournament earlier this year. You know, all the conference tournaments got shut down. Um, like I said, the, 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 tournament, the big tournament obviously was shut down. It didn't even happen, excuse me. But, you know, they lost – I'm sure they lost millions and millions of dollars just from that alone. Oh, absolutely. Right? So we're on, the, we're on the heels of even some teams that, uh, you know, like Hofstra, you know, they've can't, they ended up not having enough uh, sports going on that they could uh, actually do a NFL season. Well, and actually, they – got fell to title nine uh and not because they weren't generating enough uh uh what's the term i want to use here it's not leadership it's really just having uh uh partnership and people taking part in their females led sports that they had to cut some male sports now okay they were going to move forward without football and Hofstra anyways but i can only imagine what that's like now when no sports are available for them right like it's just it's a compounding problem that you know is gonna it's gonna be a watershed moment where we see where these teams come back to or what these schools look like without that lost revenue you know 275 million dollars is a lot of money in just ticket sales dude i'll, I'll take it <laughs> You know, two hundred seventy-five million. Yo, let me get five dollars off that, dude. Let me buy. I, let me buy lunch tomorrow, okay? What's there's got to be a two-for-one deal for like twenty-five bucks somewhere that I often <laughs> absolutely absolutely have to get into myself. <laughs> dude, I know, right? It's just it's it's so crazy. But nonetheless, let's move along here. We're going to talk about some NFL action next. I think I'll bet, right? Oh, yeah, let's get it going. Let's fire it up. Uh, so, America, you know, listen, we are all about bringing in new, fresh faces and tons of discourse, you know, regardless of who people support, you know. So don't think that this is a homer move. We want to get the brightest minds and the most professional fans out there that we can, much like our friend Chris. Uh, so what, coming to the stage, we want to introduce uh, one of our newest I guess, uh, special correspondence. We'll go with special correspondence. This is go. a not paid position, America. So I don't want you guys blowing up our inbox, uh, <laughs> but would love to bring Mitra on to let everybody know that we've got a fresh face here to uh, hang out with the people. Mitra, go ahead and say hello. Hello, hello. Well, I guess I'm, get, I'm not paid. I came here under false pretenses. <laughs> I, may, I may have promised like some kind of a coupon or a gift card. I'm mm. not going to lie. Yeah, I didn't I'm sign that contract. Kidding. I didn't sign that contract. That's all I'm saying. That's all on you, player. <laughs> just well, let's kidding. go ahead. Uh, so, Mitra, do you want to say anything to the people before we get started? No, just really excited to be here and talk some NFL. Let's get it going. Woo, love it. Love the energy. All right. Well, you know, we'll go ahead and take it away here with uh, our first topic of the night. Um, Le'Veon Bell signs with the Chiefs. Uh, now, you know, I've, as a Patriots fan, I might be a tad bit of a hater. Uh, and that's just the way that I, I roll. Least. The least, the least. I mean, listen, I've, I've been, I'm on record as using the term Schittsburg often. So, you know, I'm not going to back away from that. Hey, but no. after some, after some discourse, Le'Veon Bell is signing a one-year deal with the defending Super Bowl champions. Uh, he is, because he was released by the Jets, um, he is still getting paid by them on his uh, five-year or four-year $52 million contract. Not the whole guaranteed. We like to talk about guaranteed money here, but he is getting a league minimum six million dollar contract from the Kansas City Chiefs. So, Mitra, my first question to you is: How much better does this make the Kansas City Chiefs? It's a good question. So, for the people of America to know, I'm a huge Pittsburgh fan, as Obed would would like to call them. Um, you know, I was a huge Le'Veon Bell fan, especially when we had like the three Bs. We had Big Ben, we had Antonio Brown, we had Le'Veon Bell, we had the whole trifecta. 
Um, and actually the first night I met you, Obed, the, the reason that we kind of welded, melded well together was we were talking about Le'Veon Bell's decision to kind of sit out the season. Um, and I think that was a huge mistake. I think that, you know, the Pittsburgh Steelers gave him the opportunity to be great. I think he is great on his own, but I think his stats, you know, after coming off a 2017 season where he's upwards of 1,300 yards, going to the Jets in 2019, I think he was, it was like 800 yards that he got. You know, granted, there's nuances to that attempt, offensive line, et cetera, et cetera, but I don't think going to the Kansas City Chief automatically is going to make him one of the greatest running backs in the league, and I don't think that necessarily means the Chiefs are now a shoe in to be a Super Bowl contender. I mean, so I guess let me follow up here, Beecher, here, and, and of course, welcome aboard. Um, but just, the Chiefs just have so much firepower. You know, obviously, it's I feel like you're just giving Patrick Mahomes more ammunition to just slaughter the rest of the league and slaughter defenses. You know, because not only is Le'Veon Bell an asset out of the out of the in the run game, but in the passing game out of the backfield too. So to me, it just seems that like you know what, with a guy like Mahomes who can really roll out of the pocket and really throw the ball from anywhere, it's like, and you have a guy who's so versatile as Le'Veon Bell, who I think was just in a poor situation. In the, in the New York under Adam Gase, as we all know. We, I think Obed and I have said this before. Adam Gase is, doesn't know what he's doing, especially with a guy like that. To me, I think it just el- it's going to elevate their play even further. Um, and I, I feel that it could be you – know, it just really does make them even a more of a Super Bowl contender. But is it going to – I think our, our defense is going to key on him – key in on him even more and really just shut it down maybe put more guys in the box so I'm looking at it kind of from kind of from both sides of the spectrum here I'm wondering maybe could it actually maybe hinder them you know in some sort of way I mean yeah it's a good point I just my point being is I haven't seen him do much in two years so who's to say he's coming back as the Pittsburgh Steelers Le'Veon Bell that we all knew and loved let's he's got a show uh, where where he's been and what he's about to do. He's got to prove himself in my eyes. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, um, Obed, dude, it's just so interesting, though. I mean, like I said, I mean, my, my Patrick, my homie Mahomes, is doing whatever he wants, <laughs> you know? So I, I feel will. like, yeah, dude, it's just amazing. But let's keep it going. Um, I don't know if you saw, dude. Obviously, teams are being affected in so many different ways. The Falcons got shut down their facilities due to some COVID outbreak. The Colts shut down their facilities due to some COVID outbreak. Teams are still going. I think it's just going to be an ongoing thing throughout the season. And you know what? A lot of games are going to be postponed and rescheduled. And I think at some point, we're going to have to push back the entire season a little bit, right? Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, I've just gone on record as saying that we probably won't have the Super Bowl until March. And I know that sounds crazy, but, you know, how many times can you move a game around? They moved the Patriots football, uh, the Patriots game against Denver, uh, I think three times. They went from it potentially being canceled to it going from 4 p.m. to Monday night football, 4 p.m. on a Sunday to Monday night football, to then being moved back to Sunday at 1 p.m., you know, and not surprisingly, they came out and had a terrible performance uh, where guys were just not on the same page guys just did not seem prepared and I can only imagine how many actually practices that they were able to get some continuity rolling so they can go out there and be effective um 
you know, it's, it's, you look at strength of schedule and it's not kind to a lot of these teams. I think uh, middle of the pack are the Steelers and the Ravens and the Titans uh, below the average uh, uh, strength of schedule are going to be the chiefs. Um, And so those teams are looking at an opportunity to make this push. I mean, my goodness, the Steelers at five and Oh, is just amazing. I think a Patrick coming out in his first pick six of the season. Um, some teams are in, in some areas, I, I, I call me a hater, but I just figured that there were going to be certain areas that leaned more Republican that potentially were going to have to deal with this issue of shutdowns more. I mean, Atlanta, okay. Tennessee, okay. Wisconsin is a literal hot zone right now. I mean, I said it earlier, you know, they could probably uh, fund many super spreader events out there and somehow this hasn't hit the, uh, the, uh, the Packers yet. Um, but you know, I don't know how they keep it together. It's, it's not, uh, it's not that I would think the NFL is not being smart in this, but obviously their stance is we're going to play the games. We are going to make our money and you're either on it or you're not. Yeah. I mean, the NFL, obviously the powerhouse, you know, the biggest uh, sports production in, in America. So they're going to do whatever it takes to get their money. Get you know, They're going to be the ones holding the bag at the end of the day. Um, another news, AJ Green says that he wants to stay in Cincinnati. I kind of laugh when I say this question, but why? <laughs> you know, I mean, I know they're running with their rookie QB and all, but Cincinnati hasn't been relevant in ever. <laughs> I don't know when, I mean, they may, they've gotten a, a couple of um, playoff appearances under Andy Dalton, even before that in Carson Palmer, but why waste your talent in Cincinnati, AJ Green? I feel like you need to go somewhere with a prolific QB and try to get yourself a ring. Um, I mean, Mitra, would he be better off with another team here? I mean, I just don't know why he's going to stay with the Bengals. I mean, looking at the Bengals, I think they have 24, 25 sacks already tied with Wentz, which is indicative of, of how great their offensive line is. But you wonder, it's a newish team, wondering with a new quarterback, do we give it a little bit more time to see if they get in their groove and actually utilize him or not? Uh, I'm not sure. I'd give it a couple more games because I err on the side of being optimistic, but, but we'll see. Yeah, I know. Oh, bad. I mean, you know, I said it before. I don't like when rookie QBs just come in and start. So to me, Cincinnati didn't do him really any favors because they're going to continue to struggle. But AJ Green, it's kind of like Julio Jones. You're wasting Julio Jones's time in Atlanta right now by not building that team around him. So to me, you're wasting AJ AJ Green in Cincinnati. You know, do something more. Bring some. Bring in more talent. But it really, though, oh, bad. Does anybody really want to play in Cincinnati though? <laughs> You know, I uh, does anybody want to play in Cincinnati? <laughs> I their chili is terrible. If you've ever been to hard times, Cincinnati is the worst chili. I, I don't know. There's I know there's a combination of like English, Irish, German, Catholic out there, but they just just not cutting it in the culinary sense. But that had nothing to do with the actual question. Does anybody <laughs> want to play for Cincinnati? There was a time when Mike Zimmer was a coach that you wanted to go out there and, and have a great defense. Again, this is AFC North football. These are supposed to be hard hitting games, uh, tough, hard nosed football team. Uh, but and uh, Joe Burrow, uh, again, as I said, has given me a love affair for the art of quarterbacking again because he's a young guy. He understands windows. He understands delivering the ball. Uh, on the uh, the Monday night game, or the first Monday night game, we're listening to Joe Buck and uh, and Troy Aikman. Troy made a comment where he's like, "Oh, you know, a quarterback's got to be able to throw wherever he wants, whenever he wants," and he really got down for that. But you know, if he had said, <clears throat> if he had said that, uh, "Hey, you know, a quarterback's prime." 
objective is ball placement, regardless of down distance and situation. I think we would say that Joe Burrow falls under that point underneath that, that umbrella and that my goodness, you know how good AJ green is. Yes. They caught him on camera saying, Hey, if you guys don't want me here, just trade me. Uh, and the greasy wheel, the squeaky wheel always gets the grease. So the next game he comes out, he gets 11 targets, has eight catches for 96 yards. Uh, you know, he, he's, he is still one of the best wide receivers in the league. He just like oh, to sure. just point is not, being uh, featured in an offense uh, that is able to keep the quarterback upright. The running game looks like it's doing okay. T. Higgins, young guy's doing all right. You know, Ty, Tyler Boyd looks like he's doing okay. But, again, you got to go with your studs. Your studs, A.J. Green, you're just not giving him enough of a chance. Um, and, you know, I, hey, that's, that's hopefully we're not going to be on to Cincinnati too much longer and they're going to get on to the <laughs> winning track. Uh, but, you know, let's, let's keep it rolling. Let's keep it rolling. Uh, so we've got – my goodness, let's get spicy. We've got more mistreatment accusations in Washington, D.C. Uh, you know, while we've already talked about the scandal that the uh, Washington football team has faced and dealt with, uh, it looks like there's been a more alleged threats going from – uh, owner Dan Snyder to one of his cheerling directors. Uh, he that's your boy. That's not my guy. I don't know him. You know, we Yo. might have played a few Ooh. games of pool together one time. Yo, whose man's no is this? Okay, whose man's is this? He made a fool of himself. I left him to his own devices. Maybe I don't even know him. Um, uh, allegedly stating that I will effing kill you if you, uh, you know, don't keep you don't stay skinny and keep your big whatevers. I mean, this is this is locker room talk to another degree that you know i don't know how he so disrespectful a, i mean yeah you know i don't know sherman you know i we've we've already gone through the the dirt enough with these guys but my question is you can he survive this can he come through on the other side of this knowing that what we've seen of other uh owners who have gone through this kind of uh scenario you know what he will just because he's dan snyder i th- i've gone on record saying that he and uh Dolan with the with the Knicks probably the two worst owners in sports um Jerry Jones is not too far behind just because Jerry Jones runs the gamut of being the owner president and GM but Snyder this is typical Dan Snyder dude you know I know these are just more accusations you know this is stemming back from an instance I believe in what in 2004 if I'm not mistaken but it's just just the fact that this is coming up once again and more mistreatment to the to the chili leaders and things like that. It's just, it's just despicable that we even have to talk about this. This is even coming up. The fact that, you know, this, if this is, if this is indeed in fact true, I, I don't think, I don't think Dan Snyder should just be in a position of power anymore to be quite, quite frankly honest. It, you know, it's just, it's just, it's sad to see, sad to hear about these types of things and the mistreatment that some of these women have faced amongst um, whether it be in the NFL whether it be in the NBA, whether it be in politics, in, in business, or whatever the case is, it's just, it's absurd and ridiculous that this kind of stuff still goes on. And, you know, and, and I'm glad Meacher is here this week to kind of, kind of, you know, kind of discuss this a little more, you know, from a female's perspective, it's just like, it's, I feel like it's never going to end. And how do we get past this point of, of, of men in power just constantly mistreating women or minorities or whatever the case is to us to us to this level. And what do we do as a society? Kind of kind of kind of starting before going off the rails here, folks. But what do what can we do to make ourselves better as as a whole? You know, and I, I don't know that answer to be honest. I really don't know that answer. 
Ooh, where do I even begin on this one? A um, couple thoughts. Um, I mean, time's up. I think we're at the point in time, and this is a pivotal part of history, that people are calling out when things are wrong. It's not just going, we're not sweeping it under the rug. We're actually dealing with these issues, and these issues are getting some airtime, right? Your question is, you know, how do we deal with it? Step one is I think you hold people accountable. Like, you can't have the Dan Snyders of the world continue to live and, and, and be in these positions of power when they are acting in opposition to what we or the NFL is standing for. So I, I he's canceled. Like, between the, the Redskins or the Washington football team, between their name, how they play on the field, what's going off the field, they need a refresh. And maybe that starts with the owner. Um, you know, you know what? I'm sorry to say, but I think they got to cancel Christmas on them. You know what I mean? <laughs> and that's just that's just what it is. And you know, I think whether he has to sell the team outright, he has to step down, become a minority owner instead of the sole owner, whatever it is, you know, um, and whether or not the organization should be punished, I think they probably will be at some point. I don't know if they're going to. Excuse me, if they, if they should be, but whether or not they, I think they should be at some point be punished, Obed, I don't know your thoughts on that, whether it's taking draft picks away, finding the organization, whatever the case is, I think at some point it'll come down to that, I think, right? Yeah, I think it would as well. The, the tough thing there is, okay, who is, who, we, you want to make the punishment fit the actual criminal. I never say make the punishment fit the crime. I think the punishment should fit the criminal because what we've got is like clear white collar crime going on here. And a lot of times white collar crime doesn't meet the kind of punishment it should meet. Um, I think that, you know, you take draft picks away, you, you, you hurt the team in essence, when really it needs to be him being removed from the organization because he is the blemish that, you know, changing the name, that's a good start. Uh, they have a new director of uh, player personnel, uh, kind of management for the team, who's got a very, who's very transparent, a young African-American fellow who's trying his best to like revamp the way the individuals look at the Washington football team. But I, I still just feel that that's very performative, right? We look at this when uh, Don Sterling, former owner of the Clippers, came out and made some of the statements that he made uh, about his girlfriend um, not bringing certain kind of individuals to his basketball games. Uh, which is hilarious to me because the league is almost entirely made up of these individuals. He didn't want, want sitting in his seats um, with his girlfriend at his games, even though Donald Sterling is married. But again, you know, I'm not going to judge an individual for his transgressions or the way he lives his life. Uh, but they, the, the league came together and the league removed him from his post. So, you know, this is really about the league coming together, much to Mitra's point, and removing this individual from his post and like starting the new era by getting rid of this individual. Yeah, I think, you know what, time will tell what's going to happen. But if something, I think at some point, something's got to be done. Let's go into some quick game recaps from week 16 around the NFL. The Buccaneers shut down my man A-Aaron and the Packers. Dude, I don't know what happened to A-Aaron in this one, but, dude, his only highlight when he channeled his inner uh, Hingle McCringleberry on the touchdown celebration um, where, he, where he thought he scored on that touchdown celebration. I think, I think, it, was, I think it was two pumps, folks. He's not gonna get, don't, don't, don't find him in NFL. It wasn't three. I think it was only two pumps. So we'll see. But, dude, the Bucks looking real good. That defense looking strong, Obed, right? Yeah, I think we should ask uh, his former uh, ex-girlfriend how many pumps it actually gets out of uh, Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> it might be, might, might be a little slim on that one. Uh, but, you know, it, 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 it was – 
you know, we talked about this on the show that we thought that this would have been a matchup that would have, de- that would have decided um, who is the best team in the NFC, uh, at least between the two of them and the turn terms of quarterbacking and you know the the Packers to to their defense they lost David Bakhtiari left left tackle um, and that changed the dynamic of what that offensive line was able to do I mean they just could not wither the onslaught of the likes of Shaq Barrick and Dominican Sue uh, um, uh, oh who's the other they have a monster down there with them but you know their their defense Jason Pierre Paul is down there Mm -hmm. you know just uh, uh, just bludgeoning defensive line that just made it really hard for them to to make any plays i mean it's it's and you know outside of the x's and o's format it looked like the packers gave up it looked like in the third quarter it was pretty sad to see i mean they're they were running the ball as if to just like get out of the game you know you're only down by three scores you know put up a fight it just seemed like they shelled it they packed it up and said we're going home um I think they recognize that they're going to see this team in the, in the playoffs again. I think this is a four and one or five, five and one bucks team, excuse me. Um, so, you know, they're going to see them in the postseason. So hopefully LaFleur and Rogers are cooking something up. It's a really rough batting and they better study their tape and be ready to go. Uh, Tampa Bay, they, the O-line really came through for Tom. They kept him clean with zero sacks. Um, you know, I, I, I just, you look at Aaron Rodgers was, uh, 16 of 35 for 160 yards, no touchdowns, two picks, and had four sacks. I mean, if that doesn't get any worse, I don't know what does. <laughs> dude, I was just shocked by it that he, my man Aaron Rodgers got shut down. By it, dude, you know, uh, he's we know he's that bad man, and I was just utterly surprised. Your boy TB12, Obed. Let me ask you oh, quickly, Obed. Are the Bucks your new side piece team? I know your team is the Patriots, but they got they a little side piece team, dude. Because you yeah, got TB twelve say, there. You make me say this on record, huh? You make me say. You know how many people listen to this show? Um, <laughs> it's probably like in the forties. I, I might I might be lying, uh, but no, I I it's not my new t- side piece team. I am an ardent supporter of the sons of the Patriots. So you know, shout out to Metal Gear Solid it was a great game. Um, I, it's for me. It is Tom Brady. It is. Uh, uh, Steven Gaskowski, it is uh, uh, Rob Gronkowski. I love these guys. I want them to do well. I want them to be successful. Uh, I'm just not rooting for the teams that they're on, but I'm rooting for them. It is literally like seeing your ex in a relationship and not hating them for being in that relationship but wanting them to do better, just not as good as you. <laughs> I got you, man, dude. Another, yeah, another news, the uh, Cowboys dropped another L got another Cardinal L to the Arizona Cardinals, man. How about them Cowboys folks do? I know plenty of Cowboys fans out there real, real mad about it right now. Always talking nonsense about they go about to go to the Super Bowl all the way. Um, Mitra, I'm wondering if the Cowboys can kind of recover at all. I know they don't got Prescott. I get it. It's a different ball game with Andy Dalton at the helm, but can they really even turn anything around? Cause remember this division is terrible. The NFC East, it is terrible. Can, what can they do? Yeah, I actually saw a really funny meme. It was about the Washington football team, but it was basically like they're one win away from being top of their league and one loss away from having first draft pick. So they're in a terrible league. Um, so I think they have the potential to turn around. They probably need to win two, three games to really secure the league. Like, look at who they're playing against. Um, yeah, so I think – terrible um I think they have the potential I think they just need to get into their groove to Obed's point earlier I think with a lot of the COVID stuff going on like they just have lost their mojo they've lost their groove but I actually do think they have the potential 
Yeah, especially Ezekiel Elliott with two lost fumbles in that game. He had, what, five in his first, what, four years in the league? He had two in this one game. Yeah, it doesn't, they don't look like themselves. Um, in other news, Dolphins QB Tua Tagovailoa made his first NFL appearance, uh, relieving uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick later in the late in the fourth quarter. And it was just announced earlier this week that Dolphins will be going with Tua as the starter. It, Ryan Fitzpatrick was probably was not too happy about it. He was kind of heartbroken by the news. Again, I've, I just said this before with Joe Burrow. I don't like when rookie QBs come in. There's no need for it, especially Tua with the hip injury. Okay, Tua is a whole different aspect from Joe Burrow. I, I know that. But Tua with the hip, there's no reason to bring him in. I'm sorry. There's not. You're the, Dolphins, I'm, the Dolphins ain't going nowhere. Sorry if you're Dolph, any Dolphins fans listening to the show right now. Y'all ain't winning this division. Y'all ain't winning no playoff games. Nothing. I'm sorry. Like, what's the, what's the point of risking him getting hurt this early in his career? Why not wait? Perfect example of, winning, of riding the bench and coming out on top, the, the aforementioned Aaron Rodgers. Sat behind Brett Favre for damn near four years, and he's probably the one of the greatest talents this league has ever seen. Am I am, am I wrong, Obed? I don't see any. I don't see any lies there. Uh, hold on. Survey says, "Ding, no lies." <laughs> exactly, dude. And so it's like, I don't. Is to me, it's too soon. I don't know if you how you feel about it. To me, it's too soon. It's unnecessary. I would agree. I would agree. It's too soon. I mean, knowing the, the, the catastrophic injury that he suffered, you know, I think it would be good for him to get an opportunity to just rest that one year. We're talking about a team. I mean, they're not, the, the Dolphins are not a good team right now. They're not a great team. They have a winning record. Uh, and wait, so are they have a winning record? I think they're three and three. That's that counts as 500, at least it's not a losing record. Um, but you know, they, they, when things are going well, when you're winning the game, you're up 24, nothing, you're, you're bringing him in to kind of get a little shine, kind of close the game out. Um, and then, you make a switch you know seeing uh ryan fitzpatrick talk about the switch and he was very he said he was sad and i I trust i believe it he his team was playing well he was playing well i don't think there's a reason to put Tua back there because you know you you just want to catch fire in a bottle or catch lighting in a bottle uh i think it's rushed i think it's rushed uh mitra do you think it's too soon do you think uh rookie qbs need to take a little break kind of sit and learn a little bit knowing what we've seen some from some of the other rookie qbs out there I don't know. I have to say, like, given the level of college football at this point in time, it's it's a different point in history than when when Brett Favre was playing. Like, I I would actually like to see him on the field. I'd like to see how he does against a, a you know NFL defense. Um, I I wouldn't put it past him. I'm actually into into this. And you also have to think he's behind Fitzpatrick, not some um, you know the next greatest quarterback. So. Not sure how much of a difference that would have made sitting in the bench watching him. That is pretty true. Yeah, I, I get it, dude. You know, um, I, I don't. Oh, sorry, I, get, I, was, I was on mute there. Yeah, you know, I was going to say, I get Reach's point 100%. She, he's not, it's not like two is behind a whole future Hall of Famer, 10 time Super Bowl champion or something like that, Obed, you know? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, no, I mean, he's, he's, this is an individual that he's just supposed to be a stopgap. Even he said it himself. He knew he was supposed to be a stopgap. We are preparing uh, this individual to be able to play. And, you know, after the bye with the two weeks to prepare for his next game and the team's on a roll, probably a good time to bring him in and see what he can do, slowly build up and give the kid an opportunity. Because, uh, you know, he wants to have a good and lucrative career. 
unlike the next individual we're going to discuss, the man of the hour, the, mm. the, the greatest showman on earth, uh, Antonio Brown, who the Seahawks are looking at right now. And America, I just, want to point out, yeah, I just want to point out that uh, Mitra is up here in a fantastic Ryan Shazier uh, jersey. Shout out to Ryan Shazier. Um, and I do, I do want to say that we, we didn't bring her on specifically for all of this post-Steelers players career talk but uh don't shade at her all night i'm oh, not damn. throwing shade though they're five and oh she's got What's no problems this? she's got no problems right now you have two and three the new england pictures are two and three right now do you know what that feels like 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 <laughs> last week it's like kissing your sister okay all right so uh, uh my, but i love my sister shout out to Phoebe. uh, uh Mitra, <laughs> is antonio brown worth the trouble right now Oh, this one makes my skin boil, let me tell you. Um, and I'm curious to see what you think, Obed, with his little stint at the Patriots. Quite honestly, Thanks. he's a talented man. We all know this, um, or he was. Um, quite frankly, though, I'd rather pick a person with a good attitude, willing to be a team player. Claypool came in. Juju's a good example of that. Like, I'd rather have those type of players that build up your team culture. And I just think Antonio Brown and the last two years where he played ball just sucked the life out of his team. And there was way too drama, too much drama around him to actually make him worthwhile. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't, I can't disagree with you. He did only have one, count him, one game with the Patriots. So, you know, at least Tom Brady can say he threw a touchdown pass to Antonio Brown. Um, but, you know, the, he was, he was just couldn't get away from the drama he couldn't get away from the problems that I you know perhaps uh leaving the Raiders should have been an eye-opener and like a message to the league like this individual has something behind him that is going to make it hard for you to integrate him into the team is going to make it hard for you to have him play an entire season um you know the the reports out right now is that the Seattle Seahawks are one of many teams looking at him uh so I Sherman, do you think he would make Russell Wilson even more of an MVP candidate to have uh, Antonio Brown on the outside there? To Meacher's point about him trying to maintain his composure and be drama-free, if he does that, yes. And let's just be honest, just from, from a talent perspective, Antonio Brown is one of the most talented players in the NFL. Just with a talent perspective. Let's just be honest here, okay? But is it worth the trouble? I don't know. But if he comes in just straight up drama free, like, yo, and just wants to ball out, just shows up on Sundays, does what he's supposed to do, 100% he will make Russell Wilson better. I kind of compare AB to T.O. back in the day. T.O. had mad drama too. But you know what, though? For me, as a, as a coach, or if I was a coach or an owner, as long as that man shows up on Sundays, I am a-okay with it, dude. You know what I mean? That dude could talk about me, talk, can talk about my mama. I don't care what he's doing in the streets. As long as she shows up on Sundays and may, helps me win football games. So, and that's it. You know what I mean? So, I, that's to me, that was the most important part of it. To me. So, we'll see, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens, though. Yeah, I got to agree with you on that one. He's he's definitely a game changer. And as a defensive coordinator, I've got to account for him, where he is and what he can do. This is a guy who scored 24 uh, excuse me, 24 touchdowns in his last two playing seasons, full seasons, uh, but has scored at least 40, 50 touchdowns over the last four years. I mean, it's, it's just ridiculous the way that he's well, go, rolling off. Um, so, you know, I'm more power to him if he can get his life together and get things rolling. But uh, I don't know if, if he's what they need in Seattle. Um, 
Uh, hold on, America. We'll be right back. We're going to take a break. We've been getting too much into the sauce, so we got to step back. Uh, and you'll hear a good word from our sponsor. Welcome back, folks. We're here once again on What's the Word Entertainment. I have to quick, take a quick commercial break right there for a few seconds. Um, let's get into our next segment. Of course, it's called You Right, You Mad, where we oppose some of uh, some, some pretty hot takes, and we ask each other if we're not outright crazy or we are correct. Or better, I say to you first, the Browns should move on from Baker Mayfield. Before I was so rudely interrupted, uh, Zoom, rude. Uh, Sherman, you are right. Uh, currently on pace for two, 2,900 yards, 27 touchdowns, and 16 interceptions. Hashtag not good. Uh, I mean, Baker Mayfield, this is, this is the time when quarterbacks like Baker Mayfield, like Chris uh, uh, Carson Wentz, uh, are getting an opportunity to kind of showcase their talents and prove if they got it or not. Guys like Kyler Murray as well. Kyler Murray coming out of the same uh, school of OU. Um, they, they, the Browns made a commitment to try to hide him in the offense because of his poor play over the last couple of years um, that, you know, they limited his exposure by having one of the best run games and offensive lines in the game right now with that one-two punch of uh, Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. Uh, and it just, you know, see that it's falling and going off the rails now when you when uh, Chubb is out injured and they're forced to have Baker Mayfield try to own his own and try to, try to keep this offense afloat. Uh, one thing for me that's very telling about what you feel about your quarterback is when you're running trick plays where an offensive skill set player is throwing a touchdown to another player. Think back to when, uh, and not Antonio Brown. Wow, still Antonio Brown train. He's haunting my my dreams here. Uh, when <laughs> Odell Beckham Jr. played for the Giants, and he, at a time when Eli Manning's arm was starting to fail him, they ran a trick play that saw uh, Odell Beckham Jr. throw a forty-yard bomb to to a then Saquon Barkley for a touchdown. That to me is always very telling that you don't have faith in your quarterback's ability to make that play, make that throw, and then you pass it off to someone else fast forward to Jarvis Landry throwing a touchdown pass to Odell Beckham Jr. Why is Baker Mayfield not throwing this touchdown pass? Why? Because he's hashtag not good and it's probably time to start looking towards the future. Sad to say they just don't have enough losses to be in the hunt for any of these you know, up, up and stand up and coming quarterbacks and Justin Fields or in Trevor Lawrence but you know they'll have to figure something out. I mean maybe this could be a landing spot for a guy like Matt Ryan. Uh, I don't know if Matt Ryan wants to go to Cleveland, dude. <laughs> that's because that's another train wreck waiting to happen right there. I mean, who else is going to take him, right? You know, that's that's uh, half the problem. Uh, but hey, hey, I got a question, uh, Mitra. You right? You mad? Titans are the best team in the AFC. Come on now! Come on now! You mad? You mad? You mad? I mean, granted, I'm wearing a Steelers shirt, but the Ravens. Between the AFC North, it's got to be one of us two. I think you're completely mad. I think the, the Steelers have a good chance. I'd like to see them against a good team. Um, I love my team, but I will say we're 5-0 and on some not-so-great not competition, so I'd like to see how we do with the Ravens, not this week, but next week. Um, I think that'll be indicative of, of who will rise to the top there, but, but I'm, not, I'm not convinced with the Titans. 
I mean, that's fair. That's fair. I, I don't actually see the Titans as being one of those powerhouse teams, but my goodness, the way that they're running right now, you know, they they might, they'll definitely give you a run for your money, but I am willing, I do want to see it's if I've been to Heinz field once and I almost got tossed out of it. So if it's a hard place to cheer for your team, it's a hard place to play as your team. Uh, so, you know, I'll give you, I'll give you the nod. If I ever know they put up a pretty good, strong record for that, but I get, do not forget about uh, Sherman's, Mahomey Mahomes, uh, who could actually come out there and do something, uh, I think, against the Steelers. But we'll see. He hasn't placed mm. a face of defense like the Steelers yet, uh, and they will absolutely be a challenge. Cause make- yep, it's going it's to be tough for them. It's going to be tough for them. My, and uh, first, I want to apologize that I did call out the wrong jersey that Mitra is wearing. It is a TJ Watt jersey. It is not a Ryan Shazier. It still shouts to Ryan Shazier. Definitely shout out to TJ Watt. Uh, we will the, definitely be sacking Mahomes, just for the record. Can't wait to watch that. Getting that sack lunch. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, Sherman, I got a question for you. You write, you mad. The Eagles should trade QB Carson Wentz in the offseason. You know, I was kind of back and forth on this, but you mad. Even though he's playing terrible right now, actually has more interceptions than he does touchdowns. The Eagles shouldn't move on from him just yet. Um, They don't have any clear-cut weapons, especially in the wide receiver aspect. Everyone is – damn near everyone is injured. They're putting guys off the street in at wide receiver right now. They're about to grab the water boys, you know what I mean, put them in there. Um, the uh, the dudes who clean up the bleachers and stuff like that are going in. So it's kind of like I don't really necessarily blame Carson Wentz for his, you know, shortcomings this season. You know, uh, he – his QB rating is, what, 71. But, you know, I mean, eight touchdowns, nine interceptions, just over 1,400 yards. But through six games – it's the team is a mess. It's all around. So they paid him a, a whole lot of money. If they get rid of him, I'm sure they're going to take a big hit against the salary cap this just this quick. So I don't think they should move on from Carson Wentz just yet. But after next is if, if, if everyone comes back healthy next year and he's still struggling, then it's a different co- type of conversation. But folks, I think you just, I think the Eagles should just wait on it and slow the roll and see what happens there. Yeah, it's it's. I, I have to agree with you. I mean, you don't want to toss a baby out with the bathwater, but arguably their best quarterback, who they won a Super Bowl with, is in Chicago right now, and it makes you wonder if they should have kept Nick Foles around uh, and and dealt the dug through me, through the dice. I just said do, do me, excuse me, rolled the <laughs> dice on Nick Foles at the helm versus what they're getting out of Carson Wentz, but he does have a very injured offense around him. All right, that wraps up that segment, and now we get to move on to our pick. Um, America, whew, it was, uh, it's been a dicey few weeks, but uh, we, we, I've drawn a stalemate with uh, Sherman right now. And uh, last week, we went 10-4 and four across the board. We missed out on Minnesota. Why Minnesota did not beat Atlanta, I don't know. Uh, New England crashed the bed. Green Bay didn't have anything for Tampa Bay. And the Rams, somehow, against a short-armed San Francisco, who also lost Raheem Mostert in the game, couldn't pull it off. Uh, and those are our four losses. So we're sitting tied, deadlocked at 63-37-1 and one, uh, going into next week. So from the top... We've got Thursday night football, the New York Giants at Philadelphia. Um, I am going to say that uh, I have a feeling Philadelphia is going to come out here and play a very good game against 
one of the worst, if not the worst team in the NFL. I don't know if we can call them that because they got a win against the Washington football team last week. Hmm. Um, I'm going to go with Philadelphia. To me, I think I've said this before, the Giants will be the second worst team in football at season end. Um, Only only being the Jets being worse than they are. So I'm going to Philadelphia in this one. Philadelphia obviously needs the win, and it's a divisional matchup, of course, but Philadelphia needs the win more than the Giants need the win because Philly – even though they're in second place at one four and one, which is absurd to say, but I'm going Philadelphia. Mitra, uh, Giants or Eagles, who you got here? I'm going Eagles. I'm with you, boys. Yep, cool. She would pick a team out of Philly, out of Pennsylvania. <laughs> um, going on to the next game on the slate, we've got Cleveland at Cincinnati. Uh, you know, Cincinnati actually showed me a lot being able to put up, I think, 27, 28 against the uh, the Indianapolis Colts defense. And the Colts have a good defense, good, great defense. 27. That they actually, mm-hmm. 27, they gave they gave them that work. Um, so, But I, I'm going to go with Cleveland on this one. Uh, sport reports are Nick Chubb is looking good. Not back yet, but I don't have them losing this game in Cincinnati. Yeah, I got Cleveland all the way here. I, they can't afford another loss. Baker Mayfield has to turn, turn it around pretty quickly. We kind of just talked about it briefly before. Um, I'm, t- I'm taking Cleveland. Cincinnati, just too young in the game with Joe Burrow, obviously. So I'm, I'm, going, I'm, going, I'm going Cleveland. Going Cleveland as well. I'm, I'm curious to see if Keenum makes another appearance, but I think the Browns will, will round it out. Okay, he's Keenum. Um, all right, keep it moving. I, I have it written here the way it's supposed to be written, but I will say the name that, that some people would appreciate, Pittsburgh at Tennessee. Uh, I'm going with the Steelers. This should be a really good game. Uh, you know, you've got – I don't know what has gotten into uh, Derrick Henry. I don't know what they're feeding that man. but He's throwing guys through through tables. He is rushing for every touchdown that any team is gonna his team is gonna score. Um, I like what he's doing, but I think he's about to see the new revamped Steel Curtain 2020. Mm. Going Steelers, dude. He's throwing guys through tables, coming off the top rope, dropping the elbow, sweet chin music, whatever you want to call it, dude. He's on Derrick Henry's a straight monster, you know. So, but still Pittsburgh. It's even though it's in, it's in Tennessee, I'm, I'm going Pittsburgh. So meet you. Going with you. Going. Don't let me down. Going. To, don't, I mean, of course, me of course. I'm. I'm just keeping my fingers crossed that Devin Bush is good. He's going to come back. Every no injuries there, but six to no, baby. Here we go. Ooh, here we oh, go. She got a slogan already. Wait for the T-shirt. My goodness. <laughs> All right, keeping it moving. Carolina at New Orleans. Uh, Panthers haven't looked terrible, and they've actually been a lot better distributing the ball around the guys like Robbie anderson uh, mike davis you know not really relying 100 percent heavily on the run game with chris mccaffrey as he is but he is slated to return sooner than later um and new orleans probably will be out without michael thomas reports are that he has a hamstring injury um I, i'm still going to go new orleans you know this is a team that needs this w especially inside of their division um and i have a feeling that sean payton will figure out a way to get the win yeah, I mean, New Orleans. I mean, obviously, that stadium is a whole different ball game when there's fans in there. Report is, I believe, they're going to let about 3,000 fans in the Superdome, I think, this, this 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 game. First time this season. But I think New Orleans, Drew Brees, too much, too much firepower. Even without Michael Thomas, I think they got too much firepower. Alvin Kamara is just on another level this year. Um, and Carolina kind of creeping up on them on the, uh, on the standings list. So it's a big divisional matchup here. I'm, go- I'm going to uh, New Orleans. Ooh, I don't have a good reason for it. Just a hunch. I'm going the Panthers on this one. Ooh, I like it. I, don't I like it. Think, I mean, I don't think it's a bad it pick. 
New Orleans, you know, kind of barely got out of that game against the Chargers last week uh, before the bye. So, I, you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't put it past them to lay an egg uh, and take an L from the Carolina Panthers. Um, okay, Buffalo at the New York Jets. I think we're going to go for the t- only team that actually plays in New York as nobody circles the wagons quite Sh- like the Buffalo Bills. Straight facts, homie. Bills all day. Let's go. It's the Bills. Easy one. Keep Easy peasy. One, two, three. All right, Dallas. How about them Cowboys at the Washington football team? Uh, uh, Dallas is so terrible right now that I just <laughs> – I want to pick Dallas, and then reports are coming out that they're an unnamed, two unnamed sources of players said that the coaching staff was ill-prepared, did not know how to change things on the fly, and obviously they played very lethargic. You know, it's one thing to say that Andy Dalton is a confident backup. It's another thing to actually see him go out there with probably the best supporting cast that he's ever had and not perform. Um, I There is no way I'm picking the Washington football team, though, so let's go Cowboys. How can you pick Washington, Dallas, even without Prescott in there? I have to go with the Cowboys just just off GP. You know what I'm saying? Like, dude, Ezekiel Elliott, Amari Cooper, too much too much offensive power. Even though the defense is straight trash, homie, I don't get it. But I have to go Dallas. I'm sorry. Yeah, I think it's the Cowboys. And I actually think this is the game where their offense starts getting their mojo back. I think this is where it starts. Found my mojo, baby. Yeah. All right, Green Bay at Houston. Um, after the stinker that the Packers put up and losing a, a, a you know an anchor for their offensive line, I don't know what they're going to look like here in a game where Houston is starting to find themselves a little bit, able to put up some points, able to get things going. Uh, Deshaun Watson, obviously another one of those young quarterbacks who proved he's the, he belongs in this league, regardless of who's around him. Would be nice to still have uh, DeAndre Hopkins there, but he's making it work with the uh, the assortment of. Um, of uh, Will Fuller and Brandon Cooks and DJ Randall Cobb Cobb, uh, and David Johnson. Um, But I'm going to go Green Bay on this one, you know, and uh, they don't need this W because this is not a conference team, but I think it would still be good for them to come out here and put together a good game. Yeah, I think uh, my man A-Ron is going to bounce back. He's going to go heavy coming off that bad, bad loss against Tampa Bay, as we said before. I feel like he's just going to light him up. I'm saying Aaron has, what, 300 yards and four touchdowns. Packers all day. I'm going Packers as well. And same mentality. I think the the big loss will light a fire under them, and, and they'll come back better this week. Yeah, I like it. I like it. We're all on board on that one. Okay, Seattle at Arizona. Uh, you know, the air raid offense has been working. Uh, it, I'm surprised Cliff Kingsbury was able to pull it off, but here they are, you know, looking good, looking strong. Um, I, I still just feel like Seattle is putting together a great roster of, of talent as well as wins. They just have a terrible defense. I mean, they get in boat race on defense all the time, giving them a lot of points. Um, but I, I have to believe that they're going to let Russ cook and he's going to chef up a win for them. So Seattle. Yo, that pass defense is getting beat like they stole something, dude. Because, man, they're letting up yards like like it's nothing. I mean, this is remember, this is a team where it had the Legion of Boom back in the day, you know? I mean, I'm going Seattle. Um, coming out, they'll be, they should be 6-0 and after this game. Arizona, if, they can, some, if Arizona can pull this off, that's a statement for Arizona for sure. That, yo, we are here. If they can pull this one out, I will go on record as picking Seattle. But... Don't be shocked if Arizona pulls it out, though. That's all I'm saying. No, I think it's the Seahawks. I, I don't think they have a chance, but love love the hope for the underdog. 
Hey, hope dangles from a string. Uh, all right, Kansas City at Denver. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm glad that they were able to get uh, Drew Locke back, even though I think he's not much of a quarterback. Uh, good to see Philip Lindsay out there, 23 for 101 yards. My goodness, uh, been one of the best running backs in Colorado since he was in high school back there. Um, but I got to give it to the Chiefs. They're they're on a roll. They're going to keep it moving. They want they want to take this thing all the way to the AFC Championship game. Casey all day. Mahomes going to light it up. Denver got nothing. Whether it's Drew Locke, whether it's the backup quarterback in Denver, the four-string quarterback who played before, the the uh, gas station attendant who plays, it doesn't matter. Kansas City all day. Let's go. Yeah, I have to agree. I mean, it's definitely the Chiefs. I'm excited for them to play a, a legitimate team. I just don't think that legitimate team is the Denver Broncos. <laughs> Daggers. Daggers. Yeah. That was how you uh, really feel. You're right. San <laughs> Francisco at New England. Uh, you know, this is one of those games where it's a, you do want to make a statement. Uh, New England looked really, really bad. And then I, I just, you're, you're not used to them coming out and getting two losses, three losses in a row, but uh, below 500 team, this look out of sorts. I cannot go against my blood and not pick New England. I had to do it a couple weeks ago. I was right in doing it a couple weeks ago. But, you know, I've got to pick them whether win, lose, or draw. So we're going New England, but San Fran, Jimmy Garoppolo wants to come home and get a W. So, you know, I was going to go New England here. Um, but, you know, New England's looking rough. Uh, a couple weeks ago when they played the Chiefs, uh, I think it was our one of our guests, Dave, told me, you know, don't be alarmed. You know, even without Cam, they can come out because they got Bill Belichick. Bill, Bil- Bill Belichick ain't throwing the ball. So, you know what I mean? I'm going – I'm switching my pick. I'm going San Fran. I am. I'm going San Fran. I'm going to switch it up. Dude, New England's looking real, real weak. They, I mean, this they need to get it turned around quick, fast, and in a hurry because they can't go two and four – um, you know, and get, you know, what, two games or three games behind the Bills for that division. It's not going to look good for them. So, but I'm going to switch it up here and go with San Fran. But New England definitely needs the, needs the win more. I'm going to go on record picking San Fran. Yeah, Obed, I respect your loyalty, but I'm going 49ers on this one. I have no friends in this show. <laughs> no, um, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> Jacksonville at Los Angeles at the, the charges. Um, you know, I, I at first thought I was going to go Jacksonville on this one, but the way Justin Herbert is playing, and this is a, a, a road game for Jacksonville, uh, I'm going to go Los Angeles uh, Chargers. I just feel like having Mike Williams back, Mike Will made it, uh, has mm-hmm. made them able to play a lot better, have that threat of that big body receiver um, who is just a terror to cover downfield, and they're just not the defense in the secondary that Jacksonville used to be. So I'm going Chargers. Normally, I would channel my inner Arnold and say, "Go Chargers, go!" But I can't this week. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go Jacksonville. They're both poorly, poorly managed teams. Um, Chargers going with that rookie QB and Herbert. I think it'll be maybe a different story if Tyrod Taylor was back there behind center. Um, I think Gardner Minshew's having a pretty decent year. You know, 11 touchdowns, only five interceptions so far. So I'm, I'm gonna go Jacksonville this one. Obed, you can't say you don't have friends on this show. I'm agreeing with you on this one. I think it's going to be the Chargers. You got a friend in me. There we go. <laughs> um, all right. Tampa Bay at Las Vegas. Uh, the Raiders. Um, I just like what Tampa Bay's put together. And it looks like 
Rob Gronkowski might have got his playing legs back underneath him. Mm. Five for 78 and a touchdown, a left-handed Gronk spike. I wasn't mad at it. You know, as long as that offensive line can keep Tom Brady clean, I think they've got an actual chance to be to be dangerous. Uh, I like them on Sunday night. Let's go Tampa Bay. It's kind of about time they're getting Gronk the, Gronk the Rock. Dude, like what happened through the first five games of the year, dude? I mean, he had an entire off, entire season off. You know, from in his his retirement, and he so he's fresh. Feed him the feed him the ball. Um, I'm gonna go on record as picking Tampa Bay. This is the same Raiders team that who upset the Saints, however, on Monday Night Football. So if they can pull out another upset here against Tampa Bay, don't be shocked, America. But I will go on record as picking Tampa Bay. No, I'm going Raiders Raiders on this one. I think they have some good momentum, and I'm I'm curious to see how this game goes, but. I'm going to go against you boys and pick the Raiders. That's not a bad pick. It's not a bad pick at all. It's not really a bad, bad pick at all. I mean, this is also a Raiders team that, you know, not only New Orleans did they upset, they also upset the Chiefs. Chiefs. They are That's the right. 40 points. Beating the Chiefs and really gave them a wallop. So, mm-hmm. yep. you know, I, I will eat that crow if, if Tampa Bay does not win this game. Mm. Um, so if I win, what's my prize? If I win this whole shindig? You get to come back. There you go. Ooh, <laughs> best prize. Uh, And then to round it all off on Monday Night Football, we've got Chicago at the Rams. Uh, Chicago, you know, a five and one Chicago team, I believe. I mean, this is pretty, pretty astounding that they're playing as well as they have been. Uh, I think the change to Nick Foles, while he took some time for him to come around, has worked out for them and they've kept the winning going. Don't know if that means Mazda Mitch wouldn't have done as well, but I just think Mazda Mitch is trash. Um, So uh, I'm going to go with Chicago on this one. God, I mean, it's the Rams at home. You know what? I'm going to pick Los Angeles. I know it seems like a crazy pick, but I'm going to go with the Rams just on the fact of them being at home, coming off a divisional loss. They don't want to lose another game in the same conference, and they need they, they definitely need this win. You know, you talk about Ma- your boy Maz and Mitch there for a second. Would it have been a different story? Come on, we would have been worse. First of all, he I'm 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 downgrading Mazda Mitch to minivan Mitch, okay? So that's it. Do not bring in Mitchell Trubisky for the rest of the season or ever again. Nick Foles, stay with Nick Foles, Bears fans. And that's what you need to rely on. I'm going with Chicago. No more minivan Mitch. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm not sure how much home field advantage play, plays a part in this environment anymore. So I'm definitely going the Bears. Uh, bears. <laughs> all, right, nice. all right, America. Well, we'll see how this one turns out. That was another. That's the end of our picks. Uh, first off, I want to say, Mitra, thank you very much for joining us, blessing us with your knowledge, your grace, uh, and your puns. Really cut me deep on a couple of those jokes there. I'm not going to forget that. I'm one of those people that forgives and never forgets. Uh, anything you want to say to America before we sign off? Just to say, it was an absolute pleasure. I'll continue to listen in, and I can't wait for upcoming episodes. I appreciate you, Misha, for being here. Um, Obed, uh, always always a pleasure with you, sir. Going to throw it out here once again, ladies and gentlemen. Don't forget to check us out on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, as well as on Twitter at the WWENT. For our guest, Misha, for my co-host, Obed, I am sure we're going to catch you guys next time. Peace. Peace.